0: Hi, this is Dana Workman from Haunted Highway on Sci Fi, and you're listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. Boom. This is Bill Murphy of Sci Fi Channel's Fact or
1: Fake Paranormal Files, and you're listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. Hey everybody, this is Rex
2: Williams, the medic from Destination Truth, and you're listening to the Ghost Host, Sophia, on liveparanormal.com. This is True
1: TV's haunting evidence investigator, Patrick Burns. And Ghost Huntress author Marley Gibson. And you're, you're listening, listening to, to ghost, ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli. Temporelli. and Michael Perry.
2: And we're here. Hello, we're here at the Ghost Host, who is Sophia Temporelli and weekly
1: Paranormal. weekly, weekly at liveparanormal.com. <laughs> this is Stefan Brigatti from Pacific Coast Paranormal, and you're listening to the Ghost
0: Host, Sophia Temporelli, on liveparanormal.com. She rocks.
2: This is Christopher Sanders with My Ghost Story on Biography. You are listening to The Ghost Host with Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com.
1: Hi, this is Professor Lloyd Auerbach, parapsychologist, and you're listening to The Ghost Host with Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com.
2: This is author Alexandra Holzer, and you're listening to ghost host, Sophia Temporelli.
1: Hi, this is Jeff Belanger, host of 30-Odd Minutes, founder of ghostvillage.com, and author of lots of your favorite paranormal books, and you're listening to the ghost host, Sophia, on liveparanormal.com. Boo! This is Nick Groff, executive producer of Ghost Adventures, the original documentary in Ghost Adventures, season 1 through 10, an executive producer of Ghost Stalkers, author of Chasing Spirits, the building of the Ghost Adventures crew, and founder of NickGroffTours.com. You are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. Tune in. Hey this is Zach Bagans from Ghost Adventures and you are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temperelli on LiveParanormal.com. Hey everybody, this is Jeff Belanger, writer and researcher for Ghost Adventures. I'm an author, the writer, host, and producer of New England Legends, the television series and the podcast. And I just love all things spooky, and I love that Sophia Temporelli has made it 10 years, a decade, of broadcasting on LiveParanormal.com. Congratulations, that's an incredible accomplishment, and please stay spooky, Sophia.
0: First, I want to thank Skinwalker Ranch owner Brandon Fugel for personally facilitating today's interview request, and to the History Network for making today's show possible. Today, we welcome History Network's The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch, featured host, investigator, astrophysicist, aerospace engineer, optical scientist, science fiction author, Dr. Travis Taylor. Everyone visit Twitter at History at Travis S. Taylor1, sci fi books, Bain, B A E N dot com. Let's bring Dr. Taylor into the show.
3: Hey, thanks for yeah, having I me. you.
0: Well, first off, thank you so much for coming on, and congratulations on the success of The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch.
3: Oh, thanks a lot. Yeah, it's been, uh, a lot of people were watching it because I think it's a very interesting topic that people have been thinking about for a long time.
0: Yeah, I've heard about Skinwalker Ranch for many years, and it's great. People are diving more in depth into trying to figure out what is actually going on there.
3: Yeah, so, you know, people have been looking into it and investigating it, but the thing about it is none of the information Mm -hmm. has ever been released to the public, and so they might as well not have done it at all. Uh, And so what we're doing, everybody's getting to see.
0: Yeah, it's very cool that you're able to document it in this manner. And, you know, I know you have such an extensive background um, in the science field. Can you tell us what initially started you in the field of science and how you became an astrophysicist.
3: Oh, wow. Well, um, I've always been interested in um, adventure and science and so on. In the third mm-hmm. grade, back in the 70s, a long time ago, I'm really old, uh, we <laughs> took this test. It was for fun, and it was supposed to give us mm-hmm. our top three choices of what our job would be when we grew up. And my top three choices were scientist, astronaut, and superhero.
0: Mm-hmm. And I...
3: Decided back then that I was going to be all three of those one day.
0: Well, you definitely are making great leaps in the scientific field with your work on Skinwalker Ranch because it is such an anomaly and has been recorded for so many years, since the 1700s, of activity there. What is it like for you, starting as having this interest in third grade, to being able to show off um, all your hard work on national TV?
3: Yes, yeah, that's, uh, that's really interesting. I never really thought I would be... Uh, studying what people, some people call paranormal or whatever. Uh, I've always studied, you know, scientific, aerospace, uh, military, defense-type concepts my whole career. Mm -hmm. However, uh, when things look like they should be taken seriously, I always take them seriously and follow the scientific method to do so. And uh, ever since I was about 10 years old, my dad gave me a copy of Chariots of the God by Eric Von Daniken, And I realize that nobody is looking at everything from a scientific standpoint of view. So Mm -hmm. a lot of times we just accept that things are what they are because some scientists told us to think that way. And Skinwalker Ranch, uh, when when I first went out there and I heard all the stories, I thought, okay, these people are are nuts, crazy, lying, or or Mm -hmm. being duped. And, you know, I thought, okay, I'm going to get out there and there's going to be some hallucinogenic uh, toxin or a a secret Mm -hmm. uh, military program or uh, something that causes the side effects of these visions and and visuals and experiences. Mm -hmm. And uh, then after spending a long time on the ranch, I lived on the ranch for about four months uh, last summer, and... I got to tell you, none of those things turned out to be the case, and and it turned out that it is something real. We just don't know what it is.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the really interesting thing about the paranormal. I personally lived in a haunted house, and, you know, it's so hard for people to imagine that there are other things in this world that can't be explained by science because science is statistics. It's cold, hard facts, and with the paranormal – it is hard sometimes to kind of nail down those statistics and facts because there's not an exact science to it yet. So it's really interesting to have someone like yourself who works field of being able to solve these mysteries go into a field where it's much harder to actually kind of figure out what's going on.
3: Well, you see, that's actually a misconception that Mm -hmm. put a public scientist and the general scientific community have, for some reason, accepted and uh, perpetuated uh, mm-hmm. that there's no that that you know paranormal isn't isn't an exact science or there's no such thing as an exact science. And any mm-hmm. scientist that tells you there is is doesn't know what he's talking about. And and mm-hmm. so these strange high strangeness things like at Skinwalker Ranch or other places, if you follow the scientific method, and you and and follow credible approaches to it, then you should be able to find things that you can demonstrate and recreate and show that things are or are not real. And and I'm Mm -hmm. telling you, that's the approach we've taken at Skinwalker Ranch, and we are finding and getting evidence scientifically repeatable that there's some phenomena out there that, as of yet, uh, mainstream science has yet to uncover.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's really amazing how much has been kind of discovered on this planet, but so much has been left undiscovered. And I just think it's so amazing. That's part of the reason why I love the paranormal is trying to discover the unknowns of it and figure out what's really going on. And I know a lot of people believe that ghosts and things along the lines of that in the field are energy-based. You worked on energy weapon systems directly out of high school. With your knowledge and background with that, do you think that there is a correlation between the belief um, ghosts and spirits are energy?
3: Um, So I don't really know about what people's experience with what they are calling a ghost Mm -hmm. or is. I can give you my own personal sort of philosophy or theology is that, uh, um, you know, our our mind, our soul, or whatever you want to call it, is information. Mm -hmm. And that information is somewhere. Is it in our bodies and and brains, uh, or is our bodies and brains just sort of a uh, receiver or transceiver for that information, and the information is somewhere Mm -hmm. else? Sort of like, you know, your avatar in Minecraft, while it does everything Mm -hmm. in the Minecraft universe uh, that you tell it to, the actual mind is out here holding the controller in a different universe. You know, yeah. maybe that information, which some people uh, correlate as energy, uh, that information mm-hmm. could be what people are getting a glimpse of somehow or other. And I don't know mm-hmm. the answer to that, but that's, there's a place for it in modern science if we will just look at it from an open mind and with a wide field of mm-hmm. view.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think there's a science to pretty much everything in this world. It's just trying to figure out where exactly the specific topic fits into the science field.
3: Yeah, well, so that's the whole point of science, is to understand Mm -hmm. the universe that we live in. And so if it exists in the universe, then it has some sort of explanation. And it is possible that the explanation is something outside of the universe that we've yet to create even Mm -hmm. vocabulary for.
0: Definitely. And I know you said you spent four months at Skinwalker Ranch living there. How are you able to work at Skinwalker Ranch, go and do your scientific work and balance family life? What is that like for you?
3: Yeah, well, that was, uh, I wouldn't call it a sacrifice because it was such an opportunity, but it was a sacrifice Mm -hmm. for my family. I mean, I was gone, uh, I I would leave on Sunday night and I would get out to the ranch about, 2, 3 a.m. Monday morning, and then we would start work at 8 to 9 a.m. on Monday morning, and we'd work pretty much way past dark until Thursday night, and then I would take a red-eye flight from Salt Lake City Thursday night and fly home, and I would get one day in my office on Friday and spend the weekend with my family and then repeat it again on Sunday night, and I did that for four months. Oh, wow. uh, It it was... uh, Yeah, I didn't get a lot of sleep during that time frame, but Mm -hmm. it was worth it from the experience and the results that we got.
0: Mm -hmm. And I know at Skinwalker Ranch, a lot of the people have known each other for many, many years. And with Mr. Fugle being a part of it, what is it like working together and kind of the camaraderie? Is it, you know, a very tight-knit group of people with all the shared experiences that not everyone can relate to? I don't
3: know. It's not... I guess it is something that's hard to relate to people if they haven't experienced it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and most of the people there on the ranch, they are locals, and they're high school buddies of Brandon's in some form or fashion, or uh, one of them was a a scientist that worked on it back during the Bigelow era and then worked uh, uh, with uh, Tom Winterton, who is the ranch manager uh, or superintendent, I guess is what he calls himself, the guy who fixes everything. And uh, Tom's the one who got really injured uh, pretty bad uh, on the ranch. And Dr. Segala, Jim Segala, uh, was one of, member of the, of the team that investigated Tom's injury. And uh, then there's Dragon, uh, Bryant Arnold, mm-hmm. who's the, uh, the, the security guy. And the, he's, he's in charge of security and safety for the ranch. And he, he was Brandon's high school buddy. But uh, and then, then there's uh, Jim Morse, who is the ranch manager, who and the liaison to the local natives. He's, he knows everybody mm-hmm. around. And then Eric Bard is a, a physicist and engineer uh, there from Salt Lake City as well. And they've all known each other now for several years. And so when I came mm-hmm. in last year, uh, after Brandon invited me to come in, uh, at first I wasn't sure what to think about all of them. I thought they were all crazy.
0: <laughs> and, yeah,
3: and I even told them. Uh, I thought they were a little bit, a little bit batty. And then uh, there's a period about a month later when an experience happened to me uh, uh, in the middle of uh, the woods by Homestead 2. I come out of the woods and I looked at Dragon and I told him, I said, I think I'm just as crazy as you guys. And uh, that's kind of the way it ends up once you get exposed to the place.
0: Yeah, I can relate to that. I went to Catholic school growing up, and I was in the paranormal at a very young age. And people looked at me very weird because that wasn't really what fit into the belief system at, at that point in time in our education. And so, you know, people don't really understand it unless you kind of experience it yourself. But then as you get older, more people start having experiences, and they're like, I see what you were saying before. Yeah, that coming
3: from a uh, a religious school that practices both exorcisms uh, and partaking in uh, the the transfer of uh, water to wine mm-hmm. and 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 all sorts of other uh, mystical magical things that yeah. uh, that are paranormal.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, true. I mean, that wasn't really like discussed at the school, so I think that's part of it too. That side of it is more you know about it, but you don't really hear about it. That's school. I mean, I don't think you really want to talk about exorcism with, like, second graders. So.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Um,
0: yeah, for sure. But, you know, with your research and everything and you saying that the military actually worked there before, were you able to actually look at any of the documents and any of the research that they had done prior? Or are you kind of just starting from scratch what the previous scientists had worked on post-military?
3: Other than some conversations with some of the previous scientists uh, that have worked out mm-hmm. there, uh, in fact, uh, they're, they're, to my knowledge and to the investigation that I've been able to do, uh, there were no military documents created. They were all proprietary mm-hmm. documents to Bigelow Aerospace, which means Bigelow Aerospace owns those documents, and he will not mm-hmm. release them. So nobody, other than the few people that work for Bigelow, has ever seen the results of what Bigelow did. So he could make stuff up or not, mm-hmm. and we would never know. And so that's why oh, wow. we're documenting everything and, and showing everything mm-hmm. to the public as we uncover it.
0: Yeah, having that transparency to kind of share your findings with everyone, which is similar to what happened um, with the Curse of Oak Island. So many people had done it beforehand, but now everyone is actually getting to see the process. And I know there's so many great discoveries being found on Oak Island. What has been kind of your favorite finding so far at Skinwalker Ranch? I know that there are some unaired episodes upcoming, so with as much as you can say.
3: Yeah, well, so uh, I don't want to give any spoilers, uh, but mm-hmm. I'm going to you this week's episode, episode four, is it was the most shocking, surprising, and unbelievable experience I think I've ever had in my life. And it will change the way that everyone on the planet looks at this this particular phenomena uh, Mm -hmm. because, as far as I'm concerned, we've got 100% scientific proof of uh, there being a real phenomena.
0: Well, that's amazing. I can't wait for the audience to be able to see your upcoming findings. It's great work that you're doing um, because there are so many places that just so being able to find that I think is helpful in a lot of ways with the uncertainty in the world right now it's good to just see even in different aspects of life things being discovered and kind of worked on
3: yeah so that's part of uh you know the uncovering of the universe and the understanding of life Mm -hmm. and why we're here and all that is to look into these things where we think there are big unknowns and see if we can at least stick our nose under the tent and get a little taste of what's really in there. And and I think that's what yeah. we're doing and what what people are beginning to see uh, on each of these episodes. And every episode is just as big or bigger than the next. We uncovered something mm-hmm. something as exciting or scary or un, unexplainable. And all the way up until the last second of the last episode of this season, there are things that we just, simply could not explain, that uh, continued to occur, and we continued to capture them with multiple scientific instruments.
0: Well, that's definitely incredible. And with Skinwalker Ranch being an anomaly, when you first came in there, I know that there's still currently airing episodes, so you can't reveal everything, but was there a specific location on the ranch that kind of made you scratch your head the most or made you want to look into more a specific location?
3: Well, yeah. So a lot of the folklore stories and campfire mm-hmm. tales about uh, Skinwalker Ranch center around a spot on the ranch called Homestead Two, and that was built mm-hmm. by the uh, the Myers family back in the very early. I think it was like 1905 or something like that, a long time ago. And almost everybody who's been there has some sort of strange experience uh, at Homestead Two, including myself, and. Mm-hmm. And so we did a lot of uh, work there because if it's a hotspot, that's where you go, right? Uh, you look and yeah. see if you can find something there. But that being said, the entire ranch, the entire Uinta Basin, for that matter, I believe is a hotspot for these phenomena to occur. Mm-hmm. And I'm not exactly sure why Homestead 2 seems to be a hotspot for it, but uh, we hopefully will uncover that.
0: Yeah, it's really amazing in certain locations like when i've investigated queen mary down in long beach the whole ship is haunted but there's certain areas that seem to be more active than than others and it's just kind of trying to figure out why is that specific location so much more active in an entire location that is active itself
3: well the question you have to ask when you look at Mm -hmm. things like that and i've never investigated haunted places or anything like that and i'm not so sure what i think about them But uh, Mm -hmm. people bring in there with them their own perceptions and thoughts and sort of personal backstory as to what they think is there. And in a lot of cases, the universe lets us find what we're looking for. And so if you go into a place looking for something spooky and crazy, you might find the spooky and crazy thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so that's why one of the things that we are doing our best not to do is going with particular perceptions, whether we think okay, it's aliens or it's uh you know multiverse creatures or it's demons or whatever, we're mm-hmm. just going in there looking to see if a phenomena occurs, and can we measure that phenomena with scientific instruments?
0: Yeah, kind of like a self-serving bias where you you believe something, so you find ways to make it true.
3: right, and that is it. we're doing our best, and of course, humans can't be perfect in that. Uh, but we are mm-hmm. doing our best in trying not to bring in uh, personal biases and perceptions, and that's why we're trying to measure everything with scientific instruments uh, as opposed to, uh, number one, eyewitness accounts are not uh, scientific evidence. Eyewitness accounts mm-hmm. are only data that suggest a place where you should do experimentation with uh, repeatable scientific instrumentation. And so that's one of the things the biggest problems I've always had with paranormal, UFO, whatever reporting and, and the community is uh they think well it's evidence in a court of law. Well mm-hmm. court of law isn't doesn't have to be a hundred percent uh accurate and repeatable. They're uh beyond a shadow of a doubt. And that's that's a lot different than scientific evidence. So we have to find ways to yeah. take unbiased equipment to make measurements.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that's the hard part about the paranormal is when you experience something, you know, being able to validate that is another thing. And I think that's the hardest part of it all is you can have an experience at any time, but actually being able to validate it and prove that that actually happened is the hardest part. You're not recording for evidence at every moment of the day. But activity can happen at any place, whether there's an anomaly like Skinwalker Ranch or an actual haunting like at the Queen Mary.
3: Yeah, so I I can tell you, uh, even when you do that, uh, sometimes it doesn't work. We uh, Mm -hmm. always had cameras and sound equipment and scientific equipment running 24-7 the entire time, and somehow or other in some cases, when some of us would have experiences, all of the other equipment would shut down. And so, and that's something that all we can say is you've got to take our word for it, and we can't prove anything except yeah. that for a particular period of time, the scientific equipment stopped. Uh, and we can't, mm-hmm. we don't know why it stopped. Uh, did it just go, Would it malfunction? Is there somebody sneaking around, flipping it off and not telling us? You know, whatever. But uh, those are the kinds of things that make you kind of pull at your hair and go, what in the world is going on here?
0: Yeah. That's the thing. The battery's draining. You know what happened, but the battery's drained. You can't actually capture anything after that. So it's always push and pull, trying to figure out things when there's unexplainable stuff happening. But
3: you yeah, can't I will tell you, th- the, the th- fact that you brought up the batteries thing—that's an interesting uh, phenomena. That we would go in, in from mm-hmm. having a hundred percent charged cell phones, instruments, whatever. Within an, a minute, they'd be drained completely. I had a, I mean, my iPhone was brand new and uh, when I first got out there, and I would charge it overnight, get up that morning, I'd get out into the field, I'd, I'd look, it'd be 99% charged, and then something would happen, and 30 seconds later it'd be 5%. Uh, and and we, we have no idea why it's doing that or what's causing that, and a lot of times it would drain it all the way down to where it would shut itself off. We had that happen to car batteries, Mm-hmm. to uh, our UTV batteries, to our instruments, everything. It's the strangest phenomenon. I've never seen anything like it.
0: Yeah, um, that's, you know, the interesting thing, that, why people partially think that ghosts are energy, because all the energy just gets sucked away, so they think that the spirits might actually draw from that. I was at a cemetery in, in Santa Paula, California, and our car, we the locks just started going up and down rapidly. The lights started flashing, And my dad thought I was pumping the brakes. I thought he was pushing on the keys and no one had done anything. When we got back to our home, uh, we actually had to have the car computer recalibrated and we still can't explain why that happened to this day.
3: Yeah. We've had similar instances like that at Skinwalker Ranch where that's happened to vehicles and other equipment uh, where the windows will roll themselves down or the headlights Mm -hmm. will turn on and off or Uh, In some cases, it's like we were hit by an EMP where everything goes on all at once and then it blows. Uh, Mm -hmm. There are just sorts of strange electromagnetic phenomena like that that we can't seem to find a source for. And there has to be one. We just haven't found it yet.
0: Yeah, it's incredible when you see things like that because it is so unexplainable now that there has to be something that's causing it. I do know we have to take a quick commercial break, though, we'll, we'll be right back with more questions.
2: Yeah, it's The Ghost host Show with Sophia Temporelli on liveparanormal.com. We're going to be returning at the late edition of the show. Uh, we have a few minutes remaining, but she has uh, some quick questions for Dr. Taylor, and we'll be right back.
3: Hi, this is Dustin Perry of The Paranormal Rockstar, and you're listening to The Ghost Coast
1: with the most... Sophia Temporelli, only on MyParanormal.com. For joining us on History FM Radio on liveparanormal.com and history.fm. From paranormal to the unexplained history, it all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? participate in live interactive chat 24 7 with our radio show hosts and other like-minded people on www.liveparanormal.com the only interactive social chat room supported by full interactive media stop by now and join in on the fun
3: Zach Bagans from Ghost Adventures, and you are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporilli
2: on LiveParanormal.com. I want to thank uh, Skinwalker Ranch owner, uh, Brandon Fugel, for uh, personally facilitating today's uh, interview request and the History Network for making today's uh, show possible. Uh, We're welcoming back uh, into the show, uh, History Network's The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch featured host, investigator, astrophysicist. Dr. Travis Taylor. I'm trying to unmute everybody, too, right here. And uh, so speaking of electrical anomalies, uh, we're going to finish up uh, the last few minutes here. So on Twitter, at History, at TravisSTaylor1, and for uh, uh, Dr. Taylor's uh, sci-fi books, Bayen.com. That's B-A-E-N, so Bayen.com. And as I'm unmuting everybody as we speak, okay, Sophia, we have Dr. Taylor. Okay, we have you both back on. Thanks.
0: Well, I want to thank you again for coming on today, Dr.
2: Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me.
0: So I actually have a question for my mom. She absolutely loves the secret of Skinwalker Ranch. She is wondering if you have ever tried using EVPs at the ranch to see if you can capture any voices.
3: Uh, to see if we can capture any voices. Well, so we... Like EVP? Not to give too many spoilers away, but uh, mm-hmm. we do have experiences where people hear voices all the time. Uh, including mm-hmm. myself, and we have all sorts of instruments trying to capture that. Uh, it's, that's a difficult thing to be successful at because we're not sure the voices are actually audible or being projected into our heads.
0: Yeah, I mean, EVPs are, it seems for anyone who's listening and doesn't know, electronic voice phenomenon, and it's, it's very difficult because there's so many different classes of EVPs to, you know, grade A's, like the best you can possibly get And that it's sometimes hard to decipher what they're saying, too. So sometimes you can hear someone talking but not know what is actually being said. And I think that's some of the hardest part about actually capturing EVP.
3: Yeah, I agree with that uh, in that uh, in some cases, we're not sure that uh, if if it could be another language and it's something like you know, the Jan Brady experience where when she got braces, she was picking up AM radio stations in her head? Uh, mm-hmm. it, or is it actually some kind of acoustic phenomena in the environment or, or what? But a lot of people have had that experience out there.
0: Yeah, it, it's so explainable and unexplainable at the same time, you know, and it's just amazing. I do know we're coming towards the end of the show, though, but I also know that besides your work on Skinwalker Ranch and your work as an astrophysicist, that you've also written some science fiction books. Can you tell us a little bit about those and where everyone can find them?
3: Oh, wow. Yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I've written about or co- co-authored one or the other, uh, nearly a 20 or so science fiction uh, books. They're all hard science, science fiction and military mm-hmm. science fiction uh, my, main, my main publisher is Bain Books, B-A-E-N Books. Just Google Bain or go to Bain.com, B-A-E-N.com. And uh, those books are typically, uh, my best-selling series is, is based on uh, a, a civil war 300 years from now uh, where Mars just d- decides to secede mm-hmm. from the United States of the solar system. Uh, and then I have other uh, near-term sci-fi that happened, like, right now, uh, hard science fiction, where uh, people are inventing the first warp drive or trying to invent the first interstellar spacecraft or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And, of course, there's always a lot of high action and adventure, uh, and, and that's, as with all uh, science fiction novels, right?
0: Yeah, Definitely. I mean, it's great that you, you know, wrote these books. I know a lot of people love science fiction. The people who are gamers are absolutely excited over Cyberpunk 2077 coming up. So science fiction is huge, as always. And yeah, I want to thank you for coming on today. Are there any upcoming interviews, events, or anything that you would like to mention? I know The Secret of Skidwalker Ranch is airing on History Channel right now.
3: Yeah, so uh, I, I they've got all sorts of things lined up for me to be doing um, uh, radio mm-hmm. shows, podcasts, that sort of thing. I have no idea when and where those are, but but uh, watch the show on Tuesday nights after Oak Island uh, on History Channel, and and that's uh, I mean that's the big thing. You guys you are be, will be amazed as to what you see and to what we saw, and and I just I can't express more than that that I really want everybody to see this because I think it'll change the way we think about the world.
0: Well, thank you for your work on Skinwalker Ranch and all your work in the science field. And thank you so much for coming on today. It's been great talking to you, Dr. Taylor. And yeah, congratulations on the airing of Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. Hey, thank you. Yeah, Dr. Taylor. Oh,
2: your audio is cutting out there.
0: Oh, yeah. i oh, go ahead, um, I don't know. that. Yeah, things haven't been really loading in the studio today. Not really. why text messages haven't been sending or anything. It's kind of weird. But um, I want to thank you all for listening. The show definitely would not be possible without all of you. And I will talk to you guys again next week.
2: Thank you, History Channel. Thank you, Brandon Fugel, for providing uh, today's show and all the uh, proper approvals and channel uh, the routes that have been taken for making today's show possible. Great show, everybody, and we'll see you next week.
0: Hi, this is Debbie and Sean Ghost Adventures.
2: You're listening to The Ghost Host with your
0: host Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. God bless you all.
1: For joining us on History FM Radio on liveparanormal.com and history.fm. From paranormal to the unexplained history, it all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? participate in live interactive chat 24 7 with our radio show hosts and other like-minded people on www.liveparanormal.com the only interactive social chat room supported by full interactive media stop by now and join in on the fun